The following is a message by Dr. Howell Jones from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. We give thee our thanks, living God, our Heavenly Father, through the merit of thy Son, and by the ministry of thy Holy Spirit, that we can express such desires as these to thee, and finding them written in thy word, know that they are acceptable in thy sight, and will be heard and answered favorably. Our desire is to know thee more and more, to live before thee in a way that pleases thee and is useful in thy cause and kingdom in the earth, to be to the praise of thy dear Son, our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, serving him in his church and through his church in the world, extending his kingdom to the uttermost ends of the earth. Hear us then and help us. Grant us true godly fear, filial consciousness, sure hope, lively faith, and ever keep us humble on account of our continuing sin and waywardness. We thank thee that thou wilt not turn thy back upon us. Help us more and more to turn our faces toward thee and to live to thee in everything. For Jesus' sake, amen. We continue in 1 John chapter 1, but take our reading from the second chapter, some verses there, beginning with verse 7. Let us hear the word of God. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you which is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining, whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. May God bless to us his word. You may remember that the Lord Jesus Christ said, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? He was speaking to the Jews on that occasion, but here, In John's day in old Turkey, in that mishmash of Western and Eastern cultures and religions, uh, there were those who thought that they were in light, but in reality were in darkness. And he refers to them, as you know, in chapter 1, verses 6, 8, and 10, introducing their claims with the words, if we say... Though they claimed to be in the light, 
the proof that they were still in the dark was that they only thought of God and did not think of the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. And they didn't know the first thing, really, about themselves. Because, if they, because they said that they had no sin. And they said that they had not sinned. There are no clearer indications of being still in the dark than not to know that we are sinners and that God is the Father of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is the living God. The way in which John speaks in these verses indicates that some degree of pressure, at least putting it mildly, had been brought by these people on the Christians in Ephesus and the region surrounding. They had made these high-sounding claims to a greater knowledge, a kind of first-century higher life, if you will. And that sort of pressure being brought to bear can be tremendously unsettling, and it most probably was. Uh, they certainly uh, were not modest in the claims that they made, and, that they, and they expressed them most clearly and confidently. You see then that there is a false assurance as well as a true assurance. Assurance by itself or confidence and certainty is only as valuable as the object about which certainty is expressed. And here, ultimately, that false certainty was confidence in self rather than in God, in Christ. And so what the apostle is doing is writing in this discriminating way, drawing lines to help uh, these Christians in Asia Minor who had been unsettled and lost their assurance, to help them to think clearly and to differentiate between what was the true basis for assurance and its character and what was false. And he points it up very clearly by his repeated use of the expression, if we say, three times in those verses that I've just referred you to, if we say. Over against that, he says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, and then if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here are ways in which we can examine ourselves. Not everything that claims something has what it claims. Not everyone who claims to be someone is what he or she claims. Reality relates to the way in which we live and the way in which we as sinners relate to God. And if those are not the parameters within which our assurance is found, then it's not well founded. And it's characterized by darkness. And to the degree that we remain attached to it, come what may, we are pulling the wool over our own eyes rather than coming to the light of the truth that God has revealed. Later on in the epistle, you may remember, he says, let us not love in word or in talk, 
but in deed and in truth. And here then he lays before us what is the truth regarding these grounds and connections of our assurance. And the first relates to conduct. He says, if we walk. Now, by walk, he's referring to more than gait, although the ways in which different people walk uh, can be quite eloquent. We won't go into that this morning. Uh, certainly, uh, some uh, are able to uh, look at younger folk and say, their father will never die. Their mother will never. They walk just like them. And there's a way in which Christians are to walk. Like the father revealed in his son, as he has spoken about how life is to be lived by those who are now sons and daughters of his and who have been brought from darkness into light. And the way in which that is to be done is uh, by relating to him. The Father has loved us. We love him in return. And therefore, ongoingly, keep his precepts, believe his promises, seek those promised blessings to enable us to keep those precepts. And so we live in fellowship with him. The Son has brought us life, life through his death. And so we trust in that for the unshakable ground of our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we seek to honor the one who has so offered himself up to God on our behalf. Not loving the world and the things that are in the world, but the Christian brothers and sisters living in the light, thinking, speaking, desiring, acting, in consonance, in agreement with what God has said in his word about how we should think and speak and act. And doing that ongoingly. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, he's never out of the light. He never lurks in the shadows. He isn't this and that, and so we are not to be either. There's no doctrine of mental reserve in the Christian life, as in Roman Catholicism. No double standard of truth, as in Islam. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. In Christ God is yea and amen. He doesn't alter, he doesn't vacillate. And there's no spot nor blot in him. He is light and in him is no darkness at all. And to walk in the light of his self-revelation in fellowship with him means that we will do that in fellowship with others who do it. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. He goes beyond fellowship with God. We aren't the only Christians. We have fellowship with those who also have received the light of his truth and walk in it before him and with one another. And as that happens, though we still sin, there's provision made for our sin and our sinning. The blood, term of emphasis, isn't it? What's it mean to you? Not your sacrifice, uh, not your self-sacrifice. 
It means atoning sacrifice. Blood is on the altar. God is the one to whom life offered up in death is given by way of an atoning sacrifice. And the virtue of that sacrifice offered once and for all avails ongoingly so that fellowship is continued. If we walk, not if we say, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But then he adds something else. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sin is disrupting, disturbing, causes alienation, fracture of fellowship, puts relationships under strain. And as we walk in the light, that happens. Because sin always displeases God. Always displeases God. The sins of Christians displease God. Your sins, my sins. They are direct offenses to him. Neglecting him. Disobeying him. Not trusting him. All this is displeasing and offensive in his sight. The fact that we are Christians doesn't reduce the seriousness of our sin. One iota. Sin is against him, against thee, the only. Have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight? And sin doesn't only displease, does it? Sin defiles. Defiles the conscience of the sinner as well as defiles him in the sight of God. Makes him unclean before God. Continuing then to walk in the light is not something that is automatic. It is something that is ongoing because it is related to confessing those things which challenge that fellowship and would undermine it. And if not, send us back into the darkness. Send us into the shadows. The answer to which is this. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. If we confess our sins not to one another, he is faithful and just. We confess them to him, the one against whom we've sinned, the one whom we have displeased and grieved. He is faithful to his promise to forgive, not to hold against, to remit the huge debt that has not been paid. And he will cleanse our consciences from the stain of sin. In fellowship with him, sin can be brought to God, 
personally, directly. Satan says it can't. It can. A sinner can go to God as he or she is. A sinning Christian can go to God as he and she is. Why? You know why. The blood of Jesus Christ. He is faithful to his promise and just because Jesus Christ has kept that law perfectly, has borne that, has discharged that debt entirely, has borne that curse totally, that God might be just and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. You and I, as we are, can go to him and tell him that we've sinned. We can do it collectively. We do it every Sunday collectively. And there can be those occasions when congregations can do it together. If, the, if there's such gravity of sin in their midst. But he, through Jesus Christ, who is never out of the light, will deal with that darkness and pardon and cleanse from every sin. Psalmist said, Thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all that call upon thee. I don't know you. You don't know me. You may be in the shadows this morning. Maybe in the darkness. I hope not. If you are in the shadows, if you're in the dark, come out into the light. Come to Jesus Christ. If you're in the shadows, you don't have to do anything to give you the right to come. He calls you. You come. Confess your sin to him. Yes, the holy God we've sinned against. And he is good and ready to forgive. Plenteous in mercy to all, each and every one of us, and more beside, to all who call upon him. Let us pray. We give thee thanks, O Lord, for that great atoning work of thy Son that enables fellowship between Christians to continue and fellowship with thee to continue in spite of the fact that sin continues and sinning continues. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Help us then, we pray, to walk in the light as thou art more and more. For the path of the just is as a shining light, shining more and more. Unto the perfect day, part us with thy blessing. Keep us in thy love and in thy fear. For Jesus' sake, amen. Copyright 2013, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.